Hi, this is Karen Kelly, and you're listening to An Appetite for Life. There's a great mix on this show with various topics, amazing guests, and the occasional celebrity guest. I would like to introduce Sue France, founder of Creative Connecting in Cheshire. So thank you, Sue, for talking to us today. It's a pleasure. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became involved in networking? Okay, well, I was originally a fashion designer. I used to design children's clothes. Uh, Stopped doing that when I had my children. It's quite a long story, which will come out later. But I ended up doing marketing and PR for a group of hotels in Yorkshire. And we used to hold networking meetings at the hotels. And I I I got involved with a group called Forward Ladies. They used to hold meetings at the hotel. And then I retired and the founder of Forward Ladies persuaded me to start Forward Ladies in Cheshire. Oh, I see. So that's how it began. Yeah. Weren't you involved, didn't you have an interview or something when you first started by Redshift Radio, is that right? Yes. Well, my very, very first event was on uh, September the 6th, 10 years, nearly 10 years ago this September. Wow. And it was the very first day of Redshift Radio. Yeah, long time ago, yes. I wasn't with them then, <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and the, spe- the speaker at my event was a lady called Marie Claire Carlisle. She was involved with for Scarlet, I don't know, they used to have Scarlet Ladies, did they? Yeah, because I used to, pre- yeah, Scarlet Ladies, yes, I used to present Scarlet Ladies, but many years later, and that's how right. I started with Redshift, was presenting Scarlet Ladies. Well, Marie Claire Carlisle was part of Scarlet Ladies. I think oh, it started with four ladies. And she was one of them. And so she was my speaker. So she brought along Liz to my event. And I didn't really want to do networking events. When Etta Cohen, the founder of Forward Ladies, asked me to start Forward Ladies in Cheshire, I was terrified of speaking in public. And she, she said I didn't need to. She said, as long as I just said, hello, everyone, here's the speaker, Marie Claire Carlisle. I could sit down and never say another word. So she promised me that's how it would be. I was just was she lying? Was she lying, though? Yes, she must yes. have been. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I did at the first event. I Exactly that. That's all I said. But after, Liz said she'd like to interview me. And we walked out into the garden because it was actually held at a beautiful place down by the river in Chester. And it had rolling gardens down Lovely. to the river. So I went out in the garden with Liz. And she interviewed me for the radio and I found that I was okay. But I found I could actually speak and I was okay. So I carried on doing the events and I gradually spoke a little bit more and yeah, more. Probably got more confident and, then, wouldn't yes, you? So you'd get yeah, used to it. Yeah. And then we sponsored Forward Le- um, Scarlet Ladies for a, a couple of years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. I must have a look at that. I might even re-look at some old shows and see if I can hear them. See if you're still on the system in the archive somewhere. Oh, that would be I'll brilliant. Yeah, I'll check with Liz. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's how the networking began. I was just going to say big thanks to Liz and Reggie for radio. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is as well, though, when you're being interviewed on radio, like now, it's just one-on-one. It's a little bit easier or in a couple of you. But it is really daunting, isn't it, when you've got 
a great big room full of people and you've got to stand up in front of them and say you know hello <laughs> this is going on today sort of thing it's quite nerve-wracking isn't it I know I used to be all right going on Scarlet Ladies until one day Liz told me that the webcam was on <laughs> oh no put your lippy so on quick me a bit. <laughs> I bet it did so where did the name come from then why was it Creative Connecting in Cheshire well everything I say is a long story so I'll try and make it short. <laughs> don't worry I retired from forward ladies it, it was as I say 10 years ago and it had quite a big following by then throughout Cheshire I was holding meetings in Nantwich in Chester all over the place I was holding about six or seven meetings a month then oh, the, yeah. the lady that owned forward ladies sold the business and I decided it was time for me to retire so I had my last event it was at Manchester House in Manchester everyone brought me cards and flowers and gifts and I said goodbye to everybody and then about two weeks later they started emailing me asking me to keep doing events so I thought if I do them I'll keep it really simple I won't have a website um, I'll just have a Facebook group and that that's how it's worked out so I actually only had a gap of a few weeks and, and carried on but I also do them only in the area surrounding me so i do them around northwich and nantwich near where i live i don't yeah I don't go all over Too the far place afield then. no no and no. in manchester city center as well yeah. sometimes chester and also you've been hosting a literary lunch now for many years haven't you so what inspired you to first start holding those events it was marie claire carlisle again oh i must meet this marie claire carlisle you, you must, you must. <laughs> She'd written a book called How to Be a Money Magnet and she'd self-published. And while I was holding the networking events, I kept meeting ladies who wanted to self-publish and didn't know how to go about it. So I thought, I'll hold a literary lunch. Marie-Claire Carlyle can come on and talk about her book. The person that um, she was involved with, a lady called Jane at the time, said she would do a workshop on how to self-publish. So that was my first lunch. So it started off with just helping people to self-publish, but obviously it's developed since then. If we were able to hold it this year, it would be the eighth time. I really do hope you, you get to, to run that again, because for me, it really did open doors. It really did help me. Of course, I met copy editor, Sean Ellen. Um, it was yeah. just prior to that, but because of Sean, I came to the very first meeting, which was his sixth, I think. Six. It was um, literally yes. lunch number six, and of course, I got to present my book. Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I absolutely loved it, and I really look forward to those, especially when you're meeting other ladies just like you that are in the same yeah. position and they're up, up and coming north. It's all fantastic as well. So, okay, then. So we're all on lockdown now. So, how has COVID nineteen affected your business, and what have you found the most difficult about it? Right. Well, I'm seventy one, so looking the amazing. Technology... <laughs> Knowing that I have to keep going because I've got quite a loyal following on my page. Yes, you and have, yes. People expect something on there. And seeing that all the other networking companies are Zooming and doing all kinds of creative things and just trying to learn how to, how to do the same things. Have you been this, using Zoom much? Because everyone's uh, using it and I think I'm learning something new every day. It's amazing, really. It's a great tip. If you're not, you're shaking your head. Is that a no? <laughs> No. Are you scared of it, Sue? It's really yeah, good. It's yeah. easy. I'm, I'm doing a stream yard. See, I've stream not heard yard. of that. I've not heard of that. Have I got, have I got the name wrong? No, it's oh, probably, dear. I've not heard of it. I wouldn't worry. Is that via Zoom well, or something else? It's where you have two people talking on the screen. Right. So it looks
look, it looks like Zoom, but there's only two of you. And I'm doing one of those this week. And I'm really terrified about that. I have to do it. I have to do it to keep up. So Yes, uh, I know what you mean. And sometimes, though, you have to really face your fear, don't you? Because I'm afraid of live because I've made a few hiccups. Yes. But I don't mind pre-recording, even though it takes me a thousand takes because I'm very critical. Uh, but live is quite daunting, isn't it? If somebody invites me to a live, it's different. But if I'm hosting it, I think it does. It's a quite nerve-wracking, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So have you have you had to cancel many events then during this time? Because I know we started in March. Did you have any events that were in your area that you had to cancel, or you've, you've got around that? Well, the first event was March the 19th. I think that was the day we went on lockdown. On lockdown, yeah, I think it was, wasn't Thereabouts, it? Thereabouts, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, everybody had paid. Uh, so one of my friends, again, I have to rely on people. I'm so glad that I can rely on people that are technical. Yeah. She said that she would put my event together and it was on another thing i think it was called be live yeah, i've not heard of that, of that either <laughs> see you're more knowledgeable than me so she did this be live so I, I started a group on facebook just for the people who were able to come to it that day who were still right. able to be there on march the 19th and we still had the speakers and they still spoke at the time they should have spoken and we also have the stall holders speaking. So everybody was live on on turn, but uh, it wasn't like Zoom. You couldn't see the people who were watching it. And it went really well. It oh, was good. brilliant. So that was that. So after that, I wasn't having events in the middle of April. I was having one on April the 30th. And we did a video of that event. I don't know if you've watched it. I haven't yet, no. What was it right. called? Was it, did it have a theme or? Well, again, someone came to my rescue. <laughs> You're very lucky. <laughs> I find if, if I put something on my page that I need, somebody volunteers to help. Yeah, that's lovely. And I had this idea, you know, all the school videos that they do, where yes. they're kicking a football to each other or they're passing a toilet roll. Toilet rolls, I, yeah. I decided I wanted one where they all said cheers. Right, uh, lovely. So I put a call out for a videographer to help me on my page and a lady called Maggie Dorman, which I haven't met her yet, but she was incredible. She said she put the video together for me. So oh, everyone lovely. that was going to come to the event sent in a video of themselves saying cheers some had a champagne glass and some had a cup of cup tea, of tea. <laughs> yeah. and then the speakers who were going to speak some people that had written a book called she can 365 about female entrepreneurs they did a little talk she put it all together in a video and we showed it on the day oh, that's lovely what a good idea uh, you see i think so you're quite active do... yeah i think you're really active on facebook especially because every time i uh, go into mine you're there so i know you're doing something you're putting me to shame oh no i don't think so <laughs> as long oh. as i don't have to do zooms i'll be all right Okay then, so prior to uh, the networking world that you're in, you've held some really interesting roles, like your time as a designer, were you a children's designer once upon a time? Yes, that, that's what I studied, yes. So tell me about that. I studied, oh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I, I studied in Liverpool 
and when I got my degree, I married my husband the same year. He was a textile designer and we went to live in London and that's where I started work, yeah. And didn't you uh, have a little tale where you stormed into Vogue one day, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when I first arrived in London, I got a job signing for somebody else. One of, one of the ladies that I had, I had met at college also lived in London and we decided to form a little design company and we'd done some designs and I was always good at the PR side of things. I was always a terrible pattern cutter and not very good at sewing. She was brilliant. She was brilliant at that. And I was always the PR and the marketing and the drawing part. So we did a little collection of designs. We hadn't actually manufactured them, uh, but I decided to just go into Vogue. And I think in those days, now when you go to college, you learn about business and you learn about how to go about things. But yeah. in those days, you didn't get training on the business side. So it was all quite raw. So yeah, I just yeah. thought, I'll go into Vogue. I'll just walk in. <laughs> <laughs> so Buy my clothes. I don't, I don't know. So I don't quite know how I managed to get to their offices, in, into the actual editorial office where they were all sat there. And a lady came up to me, and she's quite famous. She was quite became quite famous. She was the editor of Vogue at the time. She asked me what I was doing there, and could she help me? Before and she got I, the security guard, you mean? Before she escorted you because you were trespassing. <laughs> So she had a little chat with me. She had red hair and I've got red hair. So I don't know if it was that. She must have thought, oh, another, another redhead, red I'll have a look. <laughs> yeah. She looked at the designs and she said she couldn't put anything in vogue because I actually hadn't got any, I wasn't selling in any shops and I actually hadn't got any clothes. They were just drawings. But she said she had a friend who had a new magazine. It was called Flair. Her friend was the editor of this new magazine and they were putting together a Christmas edition. And she'd send me around there because they were looking for new talent. So she, she started me off. So I went really round to my really friend good. at this Flair magazine and she looked at the designs and she said, where are they selling? nowhere nowhere <laughs> so she said well if you can find two stockists i'll put some of the design i should have um brought oh we're not we're not on we're, we're not, not like no <laughs> <laughs> don't worry don't worry i was thinking it myself we could have seen those <laughs> it's all right yeah it does it does crazy things to your brain it's fine it's yeah, fine yeah Any, anyway then i knew that my designs were going in a magazine and when I came out it was near Fortnum and Mason's <laughs> so, wow. so I went in there went up to the children's department made an appointment to speak to the buyer told her that a lady from Vogue had sent me so her, her ears pricked up <laughs> had sent me to this new magazine called Flair and I could have my clothes in the Christmas edition if I had a stockist so I showed her the clothes and there was one dress which was a blue velvet dress with a white broidery anglais pinafore on top, which was very Fortnum and Mason's I can that imagine. type of thing. And what age group uh, was this then, Sue? What age um, group? From three to twelve. Yeah, sort of toddler. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. So she said, "Okay, we'll be a stockist," and she ordered, I think, ten. That's <laughs> amazing! What a great story! How exciting! Uh, yeah, then I found another stockist because I, I went, then went down the King's Road and I could say, Fortnum's are stocking these. Exactly. Oh, we'll do it then, of course. Oh, yeah. We'll do it. So my, my poor friend who was good at sewing and patterns had to quickly put together a few dresses. 
it was this one particular dress yeah, um, yeah. then we did another one so they did a double page spread in this christmas edition of this magazine so that's what got my my fashion brand going yeah wow that's fantastic and how long did you do that for then i only did it for a few years because then i was expecting my first child and my husband was offered a job in warrington he hadn't been working too much in london so there was a textile firm in warrington offered him something so we moved back up here so it's an exciting time really exciting time that's a lovely story because people love to hear about the background of people that they're networking with or what whoever they're working with they like to know a bit more about them i think it's that's a lovely story and uh, something else as well you've also been involved in the Kirsty appeal can you talk us through this charity and maybe share your involvement with that right okay well my daughter um, died of cancer when she was 27 which was 19 years ago that's incredible isn't it and she'd been involved with the Kirsty appeal in, in some form or other so when she died and I didn't know what to do with myself I actually made a decision to go and do something totally different so I contacted the Kirsty appeal which was run by a lady called Susie Mathis and a, a guy called Phil Taylor and asked if I could do something to help. And they said, well, just come in one day and we'll see what we can do. They had a small office in in Altrincham. And the day I came in, that weekend, there'd been a football match when Kirsty Howard had been the mascot and she'd walked onto the pitch with David Beckham. I think it was Germany, England. I can't quite remember, but I think it was. I think I can picture that. I've got a picture of that in my head, I'm sure. Yeah, yes, yeah. I do. Yes. So that, that had happened on the Saturday. So they'd shown on the screen the Kirsty appeal and it was in all the papers on the Sunday. Yeah, I do remember that, yeah. I happened to walk in on the Monday and their phone was going off the wall. So I just came in and said, is there anything I can do to help? So they said, man the donation line. So she showed me how to um, take credit card payments and she put me on this donation line. I, just, I didn't even know them. <laughs> so, so this was about 11 o'clock in the morning. So it was like constantly people donating. But there was a lot of people who had lost children. People, because yeah. they'd heard about, read about Kirsty and her gut she used to walk around with the oxygen tank yeah yeah and because they were saying oh we're doing this because we've lost our child so i could chat to them in a way yeah you could relate to them couldn't you yeah yeah so still there taking all these donations and of course i don't think i'd even told my husband where i was going <laughs> he had the search party out for you yeah so seven o'clock that night he rang my mobile that's a long day isn't it it's only a few months after rachel had died so i suppose yeah it he'd be very worried time. yeah of course yeah. it was yeah so he ran he rang the my mobile but i was on the phone at the time taking donations so phil the guy, the guy that ran the office picked up my phone and he just said sue's really busy at the moment she can't come to the phone she'll call you back and there's my husband thinking where is where she? is she who's this guy who's she with oh my goodness so that's how i started working for the kirsty appeal oh and are you still involved with the kirsty appeal then no because no. um that disbanded after Kirsty died. There's still the Kirsty Club. The Kirsty Appeal raises money for Francis House Children's Hospice. Um, so they still do through the Kirsty Club. So they do certain events a year. 
but yeah. it's different to the Kirsty appeal. And that's a lovely story. I'm really sorry to hear about your daughter, but it's lovely that you could get that help yourself and, and help others by answering yeah. those calls. It would have you know, really helped you. So back to the networking then, Sue. Do you have any events coming up at all? Anything you've got going on on social media that we can share with our listeners? Well, the anniversary of my daughter's death was May the 15th. So I decided to, I also do something around that date. So on May the 14th, I was doing an event called the Sparkly Heart Lunch. Did you do that every yeah. year? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was due to be next week. Of course, it had to be cancelled. I do it with another couple of ladies, Sue Dewhurst, who runs Cry for Matthew. I think she's been on Redshift. And um, Deborah Dixon-Williams, she runs Brothers in Arms, which is in memory of her son, Aaron. And they both lost their sons. to. Um, they both died of cardiac arrest. So it's it's Cry. So we put together these events, we raise money for Cry and also my charity, which is Gift of a Wedding. I'm the patron of a charity called Gift of a Wedding. So I was thinking, what can I do next week? So, so far we're doing a raffle. So people can go on Eventbrite and book on, just pay £5 to be in the raffle. And then I'm trying to find good prizes. So people on our page are offering prizes but they have to be prizes that they can send to the winner. So it has to be a product. Um, because I can maybe donate some prizes, but they're, they're probably not wedding gifts. Because I, I know about the charity, uh, these will be children's toys because my husband's a director of a toy company. So I can get toy gifts together if that's any good. Well, they're just raffle prizes for the people on my page. So it can be anything. Yeah, okay. It, I'll get some together for you. That'd be brilliant. Okay. So I'm also trying to think of different things to do on that day on the page without using a Zoom. <laughs> no, we're going to get you using Zoom because I think this week or next week, send me a link and I'm going to help you. And then you can create okay. some meetings, can't you? Well, so it's been so lovely talking to you today. I really hope that... Uh, things return to some sort of normality soon so that you can carry on organising your wonderful event and um, I wish you all the best at your sparkly lunch next week. Thank you so much it's been lovely talking to you. You've been listening to my podcast Appetite for Life also supported by sponsor Dane Bank House Dental Practice where happiness starts with a smile. Would you like to be a guest on this show or maybe you're interested in a sponsorship package? For any further information, you can find me across various social media platforms as Karen Kelly Podcasts or send me an email, karenindakelly at btinternet.com.